Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast, where healthcare meets business, with your host, me, Dr. Karen Litzy. And just as a reminder, the information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not to be used as personalized medical advice. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy. And in today's episode, I'm really happy to have back on the program one of our frequent guests, Mr. Jamie Schreier. For those of you who are not familiar with Jamie or who have not heard him on the podcast before, go back, listen to the past episodes because they're all great. If you need a refresher, Jamie Schreier is a physical therapist, a best-selling author, business coach, speaker, and CEO of Practice Freedom U, a business training and coaching company. Jamie has helped hundreds of private practice owners treat less, earn more, and live a life of prosperity and fun. In this episode, we talk about pricing your services appropriately. Jamie talks about the guilt surrounding pricing, accessibility, and luxury, and the three times model, so be sure to listen for that, and how we should express the outcomes of our business. Now, Jamie also has a free gift for everyone, and that's the PT practice quiz. You can go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, go to this episode and the show notes of this episode, and you'll see the free gift under the resources tab, PT practice quiz. Be sure to check that out. And if you want to learn more about Jamie, head over to his website at www.practicefreedomu.com. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, Jamie, welcome back to the podcast. One of my most frequent guests, and I love you for coming on. It's so great. I love seeing you. If only your wife were here, that would make it so much better. Well, thank you so much, Karen. And she could be here, but I think she's having (laughs) fun with her friends because it's around the holidays and that's what she does. (laughs) Oh, well, next time she's coming on. Um, So let's see, last time we saw each other was at PPS in Colorado and you had, you did a pre-con there, right? So what was, what was that pre-con about? Just kind of tell the audience in case you do it again, we can get some, you know, it's, it's one of my, it's one of my best pre-cons. It's one of my best workshops. It's five steps to additional five figures. And what I do is just grab like a few key areas in, in, in every business that needs these. So for this one, we did a lot of foundational stuff around vision and values we then went into messaging, like actually, how do you communicate what you do? We always complain, no one understands what we do. True. So I went into a whole thing on, you know, how to develop your message and how to put this message everywhere. So people actually understand what you do. And let's see, we did um, delegation, uh, uh, who not you. So to get that stuff off your plate that we all hate doing, you and I were talking about behind the scenes and mm-hmm. video editing. It's, we all have things that we hate doing. You hire someone else. And we did some other things around um, development of systems. So it was four hours and it was awesome. And it went like, just like that. I'm sure it did. Well, it sounds great. And if you do it again, hopefully uh, at PPS people you'll get, I know you had like a sellout crowd, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we had, it sold out in like a few days and I thought they were going to expand it 
because we had plenty of room, but there was some mix up or whatever. So I'm hoping I can get back there next year and, and literally do the same talk. Yeah. I think we could probably get 150 people in there without, without a problem. Cause it, it was yeah. great. I got, I got people still reaching out to me saying, Oh my God, I did what you said. I, I tweaked my, my ad and all of a sudden people reached out to me and they want to work for me. So Amazing. There's no Amazing. secrets, but there's, there's definitely some certain principles that uh, can, can always help us. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so today we're going to talk about pricing our services. So this is a question I get a lot. I'm sure it's something you get a lot. And I have a feeling it's what a lot of people struggle with is how do I price my services appropriately? So what is your best advice? Let's just start with that. So how do we how do we properly price our services? And And before we even start, I'll also say, I think a lot of physical therapists, maybe you may disagree, are uncomfortable around this conversation of pricing because well, I you think get physical a lot of- therapists are uncomfortable around the conversation of money. Right, right. I mean, so let's start, let's start, let's start with that. So what do you say to those people who are like, oh, I don't know. I feel bad. I feel bad charging people for what I do. How many times have you heard that? Uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, I heard today, I had three conversations, uh, one, two with clients, current clients, and one with someone that was interested in our program. And they all brought up the same word, guilt. Mm-hmm. The word guilt is a word I hear so often. And it's the guilt of whatever, making money, the guilt of what I should be charging, the guilt of you know, I, I feel like I should be in with my team and working all the time with them. Or, you know, it, it's just this idea of this guilt, this emotion that isn't a rational emotion, right? It's an irrational emotion. And that kind of leads us to making some decisions that aren't beneficial for anyone. So, you know, when people say, you know, I, I, I feel bad about charging and, you know, my, my response back is, you know, what specifically do you feel bad about? And that's when they kind of stop and it's more of, well, well, I don't really know. Like they don't know why they feel bad. It's almost like a default mechanism, right? It's just, it's, if you say you feel bad, it's, I kind of refer to it almost like I feel bad. So I'm a good person. Like if I feel bad about charging you, I'm a good person. Now you and I would do a reframe on that. If I don't charge you, then you don't get to experience my services in a way that you get to pay and feel the value of what I deliver. Mm-hmm. Like it, that reframe all of a sudden changes the whole relationship, but we don't look at it from that way. A lot of times, I mean, obviously if we really wanted to become multimillionaires, we probably wouldn't have gone into physical therapy. So we would be, you know, right down the street from you in wall street. So, you know, many of us do have this idea that, helping people and doing good in the world somehow means we shouldn't make money or can't make money. I mean, there's some deep money blocks that yeah. that are going on there. And, and I think that's what interferes when we try to determine how much do we charge for our services? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, I think early on in my career, I had those feelings of like, well, I don't know. I don't feel right about this. And then, and then you realize you have that mind shift of like, well, wait a second. 
if I am not charging appropriately to keep my doors open, then I'm doing a disservice to my community because I can't reach the people I need to reach. Yeah. I mean, I, I say this all the time. It's uh, you, you don't, you don't uh, strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. Mm. We are the strong. The business owner is the strong. We're the one that's taking this risk. We're the ones that is, you know, trying to create this vision this something that we want to do and, and help other people. And yet we're the ones that work more hours than anybody in our business. Typically, if you add up the hours you work by what you pay yourself, you're making less than your therapist that you're that you're paying mm -hmm. and you're stressed out. It affects your relationships at home. It's like you give your best to the people that you work with and you give whatever energy is left over to the people that you love and that are at home. Right. This whole model screwed up and it, it has a lot to do with kind of kind of going back to either our childhoods or what school's kind of teaching us or whatever our influences are that is screwing us up when we go into this business of physical right. therapy. Right, right. Because for me, what was the biggest um, aha moment or change in mindset, if you will, is going from being a physical therapist who happens to own a business to being a business owner who happens to be a physical therapist. So once yeah. you're in that business owner mindset, you need to keep your doors open. You need to know what you need to make to turn a profit to, gosh, I mean, at least pay your bills, right? But you should want to pay your bills and turn a profit. So, you know, when it, so let's talk about when it comes to pricing, is there a formula? Is there something that people can look at or can plug and play that gives them a better idea on what they can charge? Yes. So I'd like to share a little story with you. Um, New York has some beautiful hotels, right? What's, what's the nicest hotel you know of in New York? What's a really the peninsula. The peninsula. You're like, I don't know. The peninsula. I don't yes. know. Okay. The peninsula. Pretty nice place, right? Right, right. Charges uh, who knows how much per night, but it's not, it's not like 150 bucks. And then there's the opposite end of the peninsula. There's probably, a, you know, maybe a red roof or something floating around there. Maybe a, a, a small little Fairfield Inn or whatever the case is. Right. Now, the peninsula probably does pretty well. And I know the the Red Roof Inn, they do pretty well as, also. So these are two hotels. These hotels have to make a decision about what is your avatar? What are you about? What do you stand for? And if the peninsula thinks that they're trying to be a Red Roof Inn and do some of the things that the Red Roof Inn does, then you as someone that loves the peninsula will be turned off. And of course, if the Red Roof Inn starts charging $20 for water in the room, which I imagine the peninsula will do minimum, then you're gonna turn off that ideal client. So right. it, it's not about what you charge. You first have to answer the question, who is the audience you're trying to track? And even before you answer that, you have to go into, what are you about? Where, where do you put yourself from the peninsula 
the high-end Four Seasons Hotel, even higher, and the Red Roof Inn. Because it isn't bad and isn't good. They're just very different in how they um, identify their avatar and how they deliver, deliver services and how they market and how they deliver the experience of the avatar. They both have an avatar and they both do financially very well. Mm-hmm. That's where we have to begin. We have to begin with identifying, well, are we going to be more of a place that might be, hey, we're a little bit more of a volume business. We accept insurance. We're only getting paid 50 bucks a pop. We got to see three people an hour. We do pretty good service. The beds are clean. The pillows work. You know, we keep the place clean. We keep the lights nice. But it is. It's it's like you're going to stay the night and it does the job. Versus, are you going to be a high-end, boutique, high-touch kind of place? You are going to do things that most places don't. Mm-hmm. You're going to give that call. The person's going to have your cell number. They're going to reach out to you. It's just a different experience. Mm-hmm. Each of those places has to charge a different amount. They have to. Right. This is really an exercise on clarity. This is an exercise on you looking in the mirror and saying, what is this place about? And you have to be honest, because if you're like, well, we deliver the greatest care in New York and we're the best. Okay. Then that means you have to align your business to demonstrate that. Mm -hmm. Don't say you're the greatest and you, you got a leak in the ceiling your carpet hasn't been changed in 20 years. Right. You know, you, you got some water fountains sitting outside. One of my, one of my uh, clients, he's in Brooklyn. He, you know, we did this exercise years ago and I said, Lou, what are you about? And he goes, I'm Equinox. I go, I'm high end. He does PT. He does OT. He does, you know, a little bit of rehab stuff. And by golly, you walk into his place. It is high And that is his whole way of doing things Mm -hmm. from the towels he gives and the bottled water and the art. Everything is for that person that appreciates that. And yes, many of his non-insurance prices reflect that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where you have to start. You have to determine where you are on that spectrum. Let's say, make it easy. Let's just say it's one to five. All right. The one is solid, nice, probably a little more volume-ish, lower price. The high-end peninsula, that's where you have to start. Yeah. And that's when I sort of started my business, I sort of coined the phrase like a concierge practice because I patterned my business after a high-end concierge, like at the peninsula or at the Four Seasons or at the, um, I don't know, the Andas or something like that, right? These very high-end um, hotel chains that go above and beyond, you know, they go the extra mile. And so that's how I created my practice and what my practice is. You know, we're all about excellence in yes. every sense of the word. You and know? if you said that to me and I'm like, oh my God, that's great. I love that because I'm status. Right. Yeah. When, when someone tells me the peninsula, it's not because the beds are really that much better. They probably are, but it's not because of that. Let's right. face it. Seth Godin talks about this all the time. It's connecting with status. 
mm-hmm. on a certain status. Now, if you said I'm the greatest and you told me you charge $75 a visit, I wouldn't go to you. Right. Because that's not enough. I need to be connected with the best. Right. And let's face it. The best usually has the biggest price tag. That's why Mercedes, that's why BMW are a different level than some of the other car companies. Right. Because that's what people expect. Even if they pay a lower amount because they started bringing their prices down to fit a different type of, it still has that element of, ooh, I drive a Mercedes. Right. And I think it also comes down to, you know, you're looking at that word luxury, right? So I, and I often wonder, I do I think physical therapy is a luxury item? I don't. I mean, it, well, it could be, but I do think physical therapy should be accessible to everyone. But why can't you be accessible and be luxury at the same time? Well, that's interesting. So you're, you're going to start now moving towards a little bit of the heartstrings that you and I have talked about many, mm-hmm. many times. This is where people get into trouble, right? Um, I'm, I'm working with a client right now and he's coming out of a really bad situation for the last couple of years because he made a decision, an impulsive financial decision to accept Medicaid. His business is typical outpatient ortho, you know, one of those types of places, one every half hour type of thing. Mm -hmm. And he did this because he said, oh my God, there's nobody doing Medicaid. The money's not too bad. And we don't even have to market. We can get a million people. Well, What he failed to really go through is realize that this population didn't align with everything else that he's doing. It was a completely separate population. It doesn't mean he couldn't have them in, but it was just mixing everything up Mm. and it almost cost him his business. So he realized, oh yeah, it was, it was seven figures. It was costing him. So he realized, oh my God, this is a disaster. Now, He said, like you said, I wanted to try to help and serve more people so I could help and serve more people. It was easy to generate referrals and we could see the population. But the population that came in, the type of services that were delivered, the type of culture, not bad or good, it was just very different Mm -hmm. than what they had. So it caused a lot of internal strife. And of course, the amount of work it took to actually get paid from the government. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's nightmare. a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you start doing things out of alignment, just like our spine, when your spine's out of alignment, it starts to create a problem. It starts mm-hmm. to break down. Mm-hmm. So this, this a question about what should I charge? The question is, what are you about? What do you believe in? And then you start to do research, not comparing yourself what someone else is charging, You do research around, I'm similar to Karen. I feel like I'm that place. What is Karen charged? Oh, she charges $250 a visit. What is someone else? They charge $300. This this person charges $2. So now you know anywhere from $200 to $300 is in that world. Yeah, you're in the right ballpark. You're in the right ballpark. Now that number can be, I don't know. I meet people that say, well, I I charge $125 a visit. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. The first question is, is that number going to get you what you want? And that's a hard question to ask. Right. How much you want to make? 
well, I want to make 200,000. I go, well, 125 an hour is not going to get you there. I don't care where you live. Right, right, right. But these are really difficult questions that, that we have to answer. But the idea is value is not about, it's not about the techniques. It's not about all that stuff you're learning, all that stuff that our profession sells us. You got to learn more about this stuff. You got to have mm -hmm. the fancy technique. It's not about that. Value is really about the big result you help people plus the benefits that you add. Mm -hmm. The result or the outcome and the ancillary benefits. That's ultimately what we're selling. All of us are selling. And if you do this exercise right, you really start looking at, Karen, well, what is the big result that we're giving people? Yes, we're getting them out of pain, but what are they getting back to? They're getting back to running. They're getting back to work. They're getting right. back to living their life in full. You tell me what that's worth. Because if you dig down deep enough, guess what it's worth? It's priceless. Right. If you truly think about what we do, it's priceless because of our health, because we only have one body and you know, if you don't feel good, it's it's just a miserable, miserable way. So if the value that we provide is really priceless, then we're just using the the hotel model to figure out where we want to be. And then we align our business and we align everything else we're doing in that way. Right. It's the alignment that's the biggest issue. Because we all say we want to be the boutique, especially the cash-based programs. We want to be boutique. But our heartstrings and the way we run our business is the red roof in. One's not bad. One's not good. It just doesn't align. Just and that different. creates stress. Right, right. Yeah. So I think if as when you're thinking about pricing and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think you want to look at quality, like what is the quality of the product you're delivering? Um, what kind of experience and reward are you creating for your patients? Um, is it through like a controlled sort of channel or is it chaos? That makes a big difference. Nobody wants chaos. And then finally, is it a personalized service or is it cookie cutter? And I think you have to think about all of those things before, as you're thinking about your pricing, don't you think? I'll push back a little bit on that. Yeah. I've never met anyone that told me they had a cookie cutter practice ever. We, everyone knows people, but when you look at yourself, right. no one says they have a cookie cutter practice. Right. Right. So, you know, you, you said, you said something about experience. Mm -hmm. I'll push back on that. I don't really care how much, you know, I don't Oh really no, I don't, I don't mean my experience. I mean, no, the no. experience for the patient. Oh, their experience. Yeah, have creating a good experience yeah, yeah. for your customer. Because I've no, heard no, that no. before. Yeah, I've not my experience. No, talking no, no. About, yeah. Oh, I got 10 years and 20 years. I'm like, no, it's no, the no, no, value no. you provide. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean the like the patient experience. I should have been more specific. The the yeah, patient yeah, yeah. experience that you provide for for them. Exactly. I mean, you know, look. If you're providing, if you feel you're providing a higher service 
And part of that higher service is creating an experience that really meets people where they are mm-hmm. and meets their physical needs, their emotional needs, and all these other needs that they have, then you need to price it appropriately. Mm-hmm. So you need to look at other places that do something similar and get an idea of where you should be. Right. I can tell you right now, nobody does that. What they do is they just pick a number out of the hat based on their internal guilt system. Mm -hmm. Am I feel okay with this number or if I feel too guilty with it? It's a completely irrational system. And that's how they do it. Because I've seen people, people come in our program and I go, how much you charge? And they're like 120, 130. I'm like, is that what you're worth? They're like, no, I'm worth 180. I go, and charge 180. They're like, really? I can do that? I'm like, you sure can. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting into, well, what if they say no? What if every single time, very few people ever leave, they just gave themselves a massive raise and now they feel better about the services they're providing. Right. Because let's face it. I guarantee when you were a little younger uh, as a therapist and you charge less, there's a slight little resentment. Huh, Karen, just a slight, just a little resentment. Right. You're like, I'm so freaking good at what I'm doing and I'm only charging this amount. Mm-hmm. I know with me there was because I spent a fortune on my education, right. continuing ed, hours upon hours learning to get paid the worst paying insurance that I accepted. Right. I mean, it's 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 a tough thing, but you need to really look at, you know, a great exercise I like to do is what are the benefits your service or program provides. Like if you're trying to figure out what are the benefits, what is what is the model? Like what is the treatment model? We refer to it as the business model. You know, this is the revenue you make for the program or for the service. And then um, what does the market charge for a similar thing? Now I know people listening will be like, well, no one does it quite like me. No one will ever do it quite like you, mm-hmm. but let's face it. There's other people that do something similar to the outside public. It may not be similar to you, but if you're looking outside, it's similar. That will give you an idea of where, where you can play, whether you're at the high end, the middle end, or the low end, not service or anything, just the lower end of what you're going to build for the services. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. typically, like you said before, the, the lower end you charge, you're going to have to do more volume. I, I just did a um, um, a masterclass in, in, in financial. You and I were talking about this because you have a program around financials and financial statements and how to look at what's a profitable model. And I like to use the three times model, meaning whatever you charge per, um, whatever you charge, uh, whatever you make per hour, has to be three times of what you're paying the person to deliver it. So if you're paying someone $50 an hour, that person has to generate at least $150 an hour. Mm-hmm. If not, there's not enough money for profit and for overhead and salaries and labor costs and all that. So that three times model is always a good model. You can use that really easily in the cash-based model, mm-hmm. right? Because typically in a cash-based model, you're literally just paying because a lot of cash bases an hour, but hey, if you're paying the person $50 an hour, you can't charge less than 150. Mm-hmm. That makes it really easy to figure out. Um, but I know your model, you're like, 
I'm not doing three times. My model's five times, even better. Mm-hmm. And as long as people are willing to pay it and you feel good and they feel good, this is more of a mind, a mindset. Mm-hmm. What do you value your own services? And the challenge we all have, Karen, is once we learn all this stuff, once we go through all the heartache, once we go through all the stuff, all the money and everything, we typically forget about how much we put into doing this. And we only look forward and we only look at other people that we think are better than us and they know more. And who am I to charge more? They don't even charge that much. Mm-hmm. And we get into that whole world and that's tough. We, we need to, to charge appropriately for not what we do, the benefits that we provide. Right. Right. That's yeah. what we're billing out. We bill out outcomes, benefits, results. A hundred percent. And how do you, what do you advise people to, or how do you advise people, sorry, to, um, to express that to whether that be on their website or when they're talking to a patient on a sales call, how do they express what they do for them? So what those outcomes would be. Because in the end, everyone's always like, how much is it? Which is normal. Like if people are coming for your services, they should know how much it is, right? So how do you- So now we're getting into the sales conversation. Well, you know- One of my favorite topics. Yeah. (laughs) But you're right. It's up to you how deep of a dive you want to go on this. Oh, I love love the sales conversation because it can be really, really simple, right? I don't have a complicated sales process. I had three calls today. They're the most genuine, authentic, just conversation. Here's the thing. Step one, identify where the person is, what trouble, what pain, what difficulty they're having. Step one B, what are those, what are the problems that they're having? How are they affecting their lives? So in, in, in our world, in the marketing world, it's called pain points. What are their pain points? This is not just physical pain points. These are emotional pain points. Mm-hmm. It could be spiritual pain points. It could be financial pain points. Think about financial pain points for a second. So you're working with someone and you're helping them potentially to avoid a $35,000 back surgery. So there's huge benefits to this, right? You're also potentially avoiding them because they don't want to take medication. So they're now uh, not going to be hooked on Oxy. So what's the benefits of that? What's the results of that? So you always start with where people are of the problem that they're having. So we call them, you start in the pain and then you transition to their desires, their aspirations, their wants. What do they want? And I've had people say to me, well, Jamie, of course they want to be out of pain. I go, no, they want more than that. Getting out of pain is one part of it, but to do what? Like I've had chronic back pain for 30 years. Now when my back pain flares up, first of all, I'll write a check. I don't care how big. A hundred percent. Right. Second of all, What I want is not to get out of pain necessarily. I want to go back and play basketball. Now, of course, it's a hell of a lot easier to play if I'm not in severe pain. Now, the question was, or the question is, so what is it about basketball? Well, it's social. It's physical. I stay in shape. I stay connected with my friends. Mm -hmm. So what happens if you can't play basketball? Well, frankly, I'll get a little depressed. 
I'll just be a schlub. I, you know, I'll walk around the neighborhood, but that's not, I like to talk smack with my buddies. So you get people into this emotional place of where you are now and where they want to be, where they want to be. The only thing that you need to provide besides a sense of trust, which is which, which the biggest thing you provide is you're providing a bridge from what I like to refer to as the house of pain. Cause I like the house of pain. Sure. Jump to around. Pleasure. To play. Yeah, of course. That was, that was house of pain, right? Jump around. You, know, you got yeah. it. I know. I know you, you got okay. it. The house of pain <laughs> to pleasure Island. Mm-hmm. We're going from pain to pleasure. The thing that gets us there, the bridge that gets us from pain to pleasure. That's what you provide. Now, if they want to know the specifics of what you do, then you can share the specifics. You can share, well, step one, we do an in- intake evaluation and we mm-hmm. go through ABC. Step mm-hmm. two, we determine what's going on. Step three, we turn the player uh, of the plan. Step four, we get you better. So one, two, three, four, that's our plan. So because when I trust you, Karen, if I trust you, I don't need to know every little thing that you're going to do. I really don't care. Mm -hmm. All I care about is, can you help me get what I want and get me out of this place that I'm at? Right. So this is the quote sales conversation I have. I mean, I tell people what the sales conversation, because people think this is like some bait and switch, some coercive, the best sales conversation in the world are the ones that are most authentic, most genuine, and you actually care and you want to understand where they are and you want to understand where they want to go and you have confidence in what you do. If you don't have confidence, you show up weak. Weakness isn't something people trust. Mm-hmm. And you show up, um, I don't know if you're going to be able to really help me. So if I ask you, well, how much do you charge? Well, I don't, I mean, kind of, I mean, is is a hundred too much? I mean, I mean, I'll see you a couple of visits. Like you start almost apologizing. Right. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it a million times. A hundred. Yeah, absolutely. But I've gotten over my emotion towards money because that was my issues. And now it's just very clear. Well, here's what the program is. Here's what mm-hmm. we do. Here's how much it costs. Hey, whatever, you know, yeah. credit card, check, whatever. Period works. end. Yeah. I mean, this is, it. So this, this is where, you know, when we do an exercise around sales, you come out of this not thinking twice about it, but we have to appreciate the fact that we went into physical therapy. We do have some money issues. We do have some guilt issues, but we can address those because those aren't helping us get, create the life that we want. And that's not going to serve the people we want to serve. And that's not going to attract the people that want to work for us either. Right. Because your staff is as much as we like to say, well, the generation, whatever generation we're on, Z, Y, whatever, they don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to. Nobody wants to work for a boss who's broke. (laughs) Because you know why, selfishly speaking, Karen, if you're broke, that means my job's unstable. Mm -hmm. My security's unstable. I want you to do well. So it's not that I don't want you to do well, but let's face it, it's 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 expensive out there. And I want to make sure that that I'm secure. 
So most right. of the people that bitch and complain about the people out there that all they care about is money. Well, the problem is why can't you afford to pay them? And it's because you're not running an efficient business because of some of the things we talked about. Your services aren't priced correctly. You don't know actually how to position and sell your services, but those are skills. Those are skills you can learn. There's nothing magic about it. Right. And you can practice those skills. Absolutely. You have to practice. Yeah. You know how many times when I worked with my um one of my first coaches in this business, in, in the in the coaching and training business, I'm like nine years ago. He had me do this extra because I had so much damn money stuff in my head. He goes, What's the, what's the most you've ever sold in a program? I was like, oh, five hundred dollars Like, okay, so you're gonna charge five thousand dollars for your upcoming 90-day program. This, this was the first thing I sold. I didn't sell a $97 program or a $7. The first right. thing I was selling is five that I was sweating. And I go, what do I say? He goes, you say exactly this. You ask him about this, you ask him about that. And then you say, here's what the price is and you shut up. And I was scared, I was sweating. Four people said yes. I made right. more money in that thing and they ended up being clients for a long time. Right. So what he had me do, here was the exercise. He goes, I want you to practice doing the sales on your phone. And then I want you to send it to me. I'll give you some feedback. You do it again. So I practiced 10 times. Give me feedback. I practiced 10 more. I knew the sales close, right? Hey, so what are your thing? All right. So this, what are you that? So I kind of practiced that, that mm -hmm. thing. And by the end, I'm not saying I still didn't have some issues and butterflies when I said it, but it was a lot less emotional for me. And of course the people came on and they, they loved it. They did well. So this is what we get to do. We get to increase our skill levels and capabilities by practicing for sure. Right. Right. And, and it's okay to not be perfect right out of the gate. Oh, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to screw this up. Of course. You're going to mess it up. And you know what? They're still going to pay you. That's right. That's right. You know, another mentor of mine told me, always get paid for R&D. Mm. And everything's R&D. Mm -hmm. In other words, everything we're doing, we're just practicing. Right. So you're going to practice this. You might as well practice it on people that can write you checks and come in as, as a patient. So lean into the fear, lean into the worry, practice the, the, the conversation and all that. Figure out where your price point is and be confident. People, look, people will pay for the results. Now, yeah. if that's not your population, if your population is $125 a visit, that's fine. That's fine. People will pay for the results. That's right. You get to choose where your thing is. The only advice I would give you is just make sure you're at that three times multiple. Do not charge. And we're not talking about you because nobody pays themselves. We're talking about if you hired someone, if you're just a solopreneur, if you hired someone to deliver services, just make sure what you're charging is three times what you pay them. Mm -hmm. If not, you're going you're gonna to buck up on some, on some issues there. Right. Right. And I think that's really good advice and, and kind of a, a one a, one of a really good solid takeaway from our conversation. Are there any other takeaways that you want the audience to remember? 
Um, decide whether you're the peninsula or the red roof. Look for um, the people in that level of your market. Look at where they are and what their services are and, mm -hmm. and charge and price accordingly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Great advice. Um, did we miss anything in our conversation? I feel like we hit a lot of really solid points. Was there anything that you were like, I really wanted to get this point in and we didn't hit it? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, you, you and I have lots of conversations around this. Mm -hmm. I wish this was more complicated. It's not. It's not complicated. But we make wanna, it complicated. I don't want to make it more complicated because I'm really good at doing that. I don't want to make this complicated by right. getting all this other stuff. Here's right. the biggest problem we have with this. It's not that we're great at delivering what we do. The problem is we have our own internal issues mm -hmm. around money, around pricing, around guilt. That's the part we have to address. No amount of fancy strategy, this and that, is going to change that. So the thing I gave you with the hotels, with the this and that, it gives you an idea where you feel comfortable, make sure it's three times what you would have to pay someone to do it mm -hmm. and try it. See, they'll thank you. They'll thank you for doing it because your issues, your own stuff is all in your head. So the only way you can address it is by addressing it. So you don't need any more fancy stuff. It's just figure out where you are, who you are, right. charge it and go get it. Right. Kiss. Keep, keep it simple, stupid, right? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Absolutely. Love it. Now, I know you know this question. So what advice would you give to your younger self? You've given plenty of advice here to your younger self. And I feel like it's a never ending well of oh. resources. So give us another one. What advice would I give to my younger self? Um, I, I, I probably, I would have, I would have gotten help from an outside source sooner. I love it. You know, I just said that the other day. I think that's great advice. You, you and I, you and I have a value system very similar when it comes to learning. You and I are lifetime learners. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't always like this. I, I learned in my profession, but when it came to the business of physical therapy, I did not invest one one hundredth of what I invest in my you know, manual skills and stuff. I, I would, I would, I would buy a book and my younger self, I would have invested much more in my business acumen. I would have hired a coach. I would have went through the uncomfortables of writing a check to my coach, which I eventually did. But then on the other side of that, you know, you get so much back of that because you, you have to go through the fire. All right. of us have to go through the fire. Even the overnight successes, which there's no such thing goes through the fire. So I would have gone through the fire sooner so I could get on the other side instead of through the, the torment that I did for, for pretty much nine years. Right. Right. I couldn't agree more. And now where can people find you? And what is your free gift for the listeners? Cause I know there is one here. So you've well, got, I mean, your, they, they can, you, you can follow me quiz. Huh? Your PT practice quiz. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the first thing you want to do is really understand 
kind of where you are in your business. You might think you understand where you are, but this, this, this PT practice quiz that I have asks you questions that you're not asking yourself. So there's, it only takes about five minutes to do. It gives you a score, kind of rates you where you are in your business. And then I provide resources to help you overcome those challenges that you're having because business really comes for most of us. You're really in three different areas of your business. You're in a stage one business, stage two, stage three. And really what that means is where your income is, your, your total revenue, whether it's zero to 400,000, 400,000 to a million or million to 3 million. That's where 90% of all of us are. So this quiz kind of will ask you some questions and really kind of teach you a lot about your business. So that's definitely something that I would uh, highly recommend taking. You want to reach uh, reach me, um, you know, the best way to do is just follow me on um, LinkedIn, you know, at Jamie Schreier. Um, you can um, reach out for my, you know, shoot me an email if you, <laughs> if you want to shoot me an email, Jamie at Practice Freedom U. Um, I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm like you, Karen. I'm, I'm all right. over social media. I try to get myself out there and try to deliver good, good resources for people to try to help them. Cool. And I'll just remind people of the website. It's practicefreedomu, the letter U.com. Yeah. Practicefreedomu.com. And then, um, yeah, there's, there's the quiz right there, or you can leave a link to the quiz. Yes. Everything will, all, all of Jamie's information will be at the podcast uh, website at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com in the show notes under this episode. One click will take you to anywhere you want to go, Jamie Schreier related. So I think that's pretty good, right? Um, I think that's great. Great. So Jamie, thank you so much for coming on again. As always, a great conversation. I really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to leave us your questions and comments at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com.